The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is officially live in Ohio. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports anytime and anywhere right here in Ohio with DraftKings. For a limited time, new customers who sign up with code CONTEST will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings has the best features including same-game parlays, player props, and more with fast and easy payouts right at your fingertips. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers can use code CONTEST to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CONTEST. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER 21 and over and physically present in Ohio. Valid one offer per first-time depositors who have not already redeemed $200 in free bets via pre-launch offer. Minimum $5 deposit and wager. $200 issued as bonus bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. See dkng.co slash oh for terms. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. To the queens. Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum, and welcome back to Stardom Quest, the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world. I am, as always, Alex, and I am joined by Dylan. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Alex. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? Um, it's been a week since our two-hour extravaganza, and then the week before that, me and Velke had a two-hour extravaganza, so we're going to try and not run two hours this time, even though there's three shows to review. Um, and there's a lot of things that have happened, so let's 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 hope. So, this is dependent on you. Why, why, why are you coming at me? Why are you coming at me like already? <laughs> it's only like forty-five seconds, man. Because everybody knows, <laughs> everybody knows, you're the one who talks. So I can't. Box. So I, so I'm I'm so what I'm hearing here is that I can't, I shouldn't bring up that Hina and Rena had interviews that I read thoroughly um, with Number that were very interesting. Um, no, I shouldn't, you shouldn't. Like, dig deep into both of them. Okay. We, we will never discuss that. So They were good interviews. I, I suggest anybody who's listening to go read them. They're, they're pretty good. Okay. All right. Well, um, non-Hina and Rena related news. Um, Stardom have announced a few matches for their upcoming shows. Uh, a lot of tags. And nothing very, very special, but they have announced that um, at the Yokohama Budokan show on September 11th, um, there will be a pre-show match. It's Battle Royal featuring basically everybody 
wasn't already in a match. You know, Saida, Micah, My Sakurai, Lady C, Hina, Rina, and Rocker. It looks like. And then, in addition to that, Tomoki Inaba will wrestle her first match as a member of God's Eye when she teams with Suri to take on Mina Shirakawa and Waka Skiyama of the Cosmic Angels. So, um, who's that? <laughs> yeah. Um, we will, um, obviously talk a bit more about Tomoki Inaba joining God's Eye when we review New Blood, but there's your, there's your spoiler. She did join and, uh, she's got her first match here teaming with Suri, which is kind of what we want because we want Suri to teach Inaba to throw more kicks. That is, that is, that is the vision. That is what we're here for. Um, in addition, Stardom has announced that uh, on the twenty-fourth of September in the Bell Sal Takadano Baba, this is one of the last days of the GP. Uh, there will be a high-speed championship match. Azumi defends against Fukigen Death and Hazuki. So um, they're running that back. I think that's um, that's the last ever uh, Hazuki high-speed defense. Yes, I was just thinking that's a repeat of the match where uh, Death had the transitional reign. To, to, yes. to Rio. Yeah, the uh, the reign of death. Um, that was in addition... so... That, that's actually really cool that that's how is Hazuki, even though I doubt she stays in high-speed division for very long, that she gets to have another one. And also, it's cool for Azumi. I'm, I'm sorry, I know I talk mm-hmm. a lot. But I also imagine Azumi beats death, which, back in the day, it was death beating Azumi, which caused Hazuki the belt, right? So it'll be cool that the roles are just, like, straight reversed, and Izuki's still the odd man out, but uh, I, I just think that's a cool little, little tangent. Yeah, no, it's a neat match to do, um, to nod to history like that, and I, I think because it's a three-way, there's a few different avenues that they could go down if they do want to belt Hazuki back up, or if they, you know, want to keep it on Azumi, which, presumably they will, since they kind of set up her versus Hanazono for the high-speed belt, yeah. but who knows, really. Um, the last two matches announced were that on uh, Stardom and Showcase Volume 2 on September 5th, there will be an Anywhere Falls match. It is Azami versus Chairman Ram. This is also set up at New Blood. And in the other match, we have a Hardcore Rules tag match. Julia and Rina Yamashita take on Momo Watanabe and Ruaka. So um, we get to discuss that a little bit more later, but Rina Yamashita... Yeah. In stardom, doing hardcore stuff. What is not to love about about stardom, huh? That's honestly really dope. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the segment and whatnot, but I, I'm really, I'm happy Rena's around. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, three, four. Well, no, I guess I guess Miyuki hasn't. Uh, two of the four nomads have appeared on stardom in the past couple months. I also a bunch of their wrestlers that like. Our, our regulars there um so you gotta you gotta wonder when when the return of mr saxo beat will be even though she can't use that anymore very very tragic i imagine Atsu will end up being the the reaper leader or something because it feels like nomads as a as a whole is custom made for stardom and showcase to be like exclusive to that because they can stay freelancers while also working with stardom once every two months you know yeah. so i would i would be would expect to see more of the the nomads kind of crew on some of the future showcase events um but somebody like imashita makes sense because you know obviously he's kind of known nowadays 
she's you know GCW ultraviolet champion. She's in Freedoms. She's there's, there's a lot of deathmatch stuff. So letting her do hardcore matches in Stardom is a good use of her. Um, although yep. obviously she's she's great without the weapons as well. Hopefully she does do some normal matches. Um, I'm sure she will have some some really cool stuff to do here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when she came out uh, to America, she had a match with Hoodfoot that I uh, I still talk about to this day, just because I really, really liked it. Because um, Hoodfoot's my guy, but you know, she's just great in intergender and in hardcore and in regular matches. So I think she could do a lot of good stuff. Get her in there with my Sakurai. I don't know why I feel Hell like yeah. them in a hardcore match could actually go crazy. Um, I'm also just dying for more my Sakurai hardcore matches because I think that might be where she shines, and she won't figure that out unless she's put in there more um but yeah uh i'm excited love rena we'll, we'll talk about the segment in a little bit i like how um my sakurai is both a, a hardcore icon and also one of the four pillars of all japan it is it is incredible Wait, where the her fuck range did that second one come from me <laughs> she throws them okay. forearms she's putting miss out to shame my guy is not even close like listen if you're ranking the four pillars, okay, it's oh, no. Kobashi, then my Sakurai, okay? And rationale Damn, here even you is... gotta put respect no, no, on Kobashi's no, no, no. name, that's crazy. The, the, the rationale <laughs> here, okay, is Kobashi had a banging match with Samoa Joe, okay? My Sakurai How you're shitting yet... on Samoa Joe? No, 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 no. It's that my Sakurai has yet to have a banging match with Samoa Joe. Okay. So, I was gonna say... Kobashi... A proxy of having a banging match with Samoa Joe is above my Sakurai. Okay. okay. Should my Sakurai was... and Samoa Joe have a five star classic, my Sakurai will leap over Kenta Kabashi. Okay. That is how okay, that is you. how it goes. Okay? Dude, I thought I thought in the first five minutes you were fucking calling my Sakurai better than Misawa and saying my, Samoa Joe sucked. And I was like, we can't do this. <laughs> this is not where we need to be, but uh she no, is still but... ranked above Misawa, you know. Like, listen, Miss... still... did did Misawa ever walk the Tans Road, dude? Dude, did, oh my god, I hated answer that. Answer the question. I despise answer, that. Answer no, he didn't. He was busy. So, so how how can he be better than my Sakurai? Oh my god, <laughs> how am I the one that that makes this show long? Like, how 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 is this my problem? Because I don't know. I do bits are short. <laughs> anyway, okay. um, the next bit of news is that um, is to in, with regards to the IWGP Women's Championship Tournament. Uh, Stardom did a, a lottery to decide the factions that would be represented in the Stardom bracket. And it was Stars, Donna Del Mondo, Oedo Tai, and the other Queen's one. Quest. Queen's Quest. Those the, are the namesake? Four. Really? Listen, I forgot. Um, so those are the four factions that will be represented by a wrestler in the uh, stardom part of the bracket. The other side of the bracket, <laughs> it was announced that Jazzy Gabbert versus V-Ava will take place at Royal Quest with the winner facing a as-yet-unnamed foreign wrestler at Corken Hall. No, not Corken Hall. Um... Tachikawa Stage Garden on the 23rd of October. So Dylan, how are we feeling about Jazzy Gabbard versus the Ava? 
Uh, wow. Uh, wait, weren't you an alpha female fan? I've been retired for like two years. <laughs> Come on. I cannot expect anything from her. She's been retired. Yeah. All I remember is that you you used to always like go on tangents about like, oh, alpha female was like such a great. Or maybe that was Davy. I don't know. I know everybody fucking loved alpha female back in the day. I don't know. She looked cool. I'll give her that. She but did, she's yeah. now forty and has been retired. Through. Yeah. Well. Um. Okay. We don't got to watch that. That's that's my executive yeah. decision. Um. Yeah. But I think one interesting thing is that I think we were right about the famous wrestler being an AEW wrestler. Um. Because they announced they would announce. They said they would announce it before Thunder Rosa got injured. And now, Jamie Hayter is in a title match, so she can't be leaving to Japan a week after. Like, I think that the reason why they said they were going to announce it and then they didn't announce it is because of an AEW conflict. Um, Mm -hmm. So I imagine it might be Jamie. Does that make sense? Yes, I, I see where you're coming from. You, uh, Tony Khan is probably like you can't announce that she's going to be gone because that spoils that she isn't winning at all out. Yeah, exactly. once she does lose it all out, you're free to free to announce it. Because I I don't think that they would just like silently neglect to do that. You know, I mean, just like just for no reason. Um, so maybe it's that, or maybe it's it's some other like conflict of that sort. But I I have high hopes it's gonna be Jamie. Um. Since Tony was already in that title match, so it, didn't, it wouldn't really matter. Well, Tony's um, probably winning the belts, so yeah, that too. You can't really have her going off to stardom. Do you um, think? Do you think that was it? And uh, Thunder Rose was going to win, and Tony was going to come to stardom. Well, I'm pretty sure Tony Rose. was meant to it was, win. It was anyway. always Tony. It was always Tony. Yeah. yeah. So I, I imagine she'll be tied up. So that's that leaves just Jamie, really. So. Um, Jamie's a big step up from what we're getting in the other match, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, I've I've been talking about how much I miss Jamie in Stardom for as long as this podcast's been running. Yes, so. yes, you have. <laughs> um, we were like, she was here for some of it, wasn't she? Uh, no, yeah? no, was it, it started entirely? right after they stripped her of it, just oh, shit, out of yeah. nowhere? Oh, yeah, that's crazy. All right, well, you know, Jamie Hader, uh, better than the Ava, so um. I just think it's, look, I don't want to bury anything because it's not really worth getting upset about, but they're going to embarrass stardom at the New Japan show. Like, there's going to be people here, this is their first time seeing a, I quote, think... stardom match, and they're going to see the Ava. No offense to the Ava, but I've seen her in person. Why do you say it like that? That's her name. Like, I know it's her name, but you're saying it, like, like so funnily. <laughs> like with such sass like that it's just it's it's hilarious to me the Go ava on. the ava quotation marks uh derogatory <laughs> um, yeah exactly <laughs> the ava derogatory yeah <laughs> yeah like I've, I've seen her in person um and she was one of the least impressive people on a training school show which says a lot um th- is there any chance that they just have alpha female run through her like just I don't demolish. think so. I don't think they would do that. Because, like, why? Why would you book it like that, really? I, um, I feel like maybe Rossi feels like, you know, he's going back to his roots. You know, I don't know. Alpha Female has some 
you know, has some tenure, uh, even though it was very short tenure and then she retired. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I think, I think that alpha female versus Jamie Hader, presumably, or alpha female versus somebody, uh, whoever the, the big name is, is going to be like, that's going to be the match. It's not going to be this one. I, I don't think this one's the one that matters. Yeah, but this is this is one is on a New Japan show, which is insane because this is going to be representing biggest... stardom and women's wrestling. This I'm is going like, to sound weird. That's terrible. This is, this is their this is their like uh, British Wrestle Kingdom, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like the last time they did Royal Quest, it was Okada versus Suzuki in one of their better matches against one another. Like that was a big show, <laughs> you know? They like that yeah they're doing the second one and they have the ava on it there's also just better there's also just better i was thinking we joked that session moth martina versus zaya brookside might be the match that would be an improvement yeah zaya zaya despite being a stupid person is fine like she's a fine she's wrestler. Right. She was yeah. in WWE. That you can't be bad after being in the WWE system for like five years, right? So uh, Martina versus Zaya would have been. Aaliyah solid. is a champion, Alex. She doesn't count. She's American. You know, that's... <laughs> Wait, are you doing? Are you doing? Are you doing? Uh, fucking Europe exceptionalism now? Yes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, Zaya Zaya started off solid enough at least. So I don't think you could get much worse in, in WWE. Um, so, you know, Zaya versus Martina would have at least been better than this, I think, despite us joking that that would be a bad match last time. But I would take it over Dazzy versus Ava. Honestly, I, I think if, if if Martina was in this match, it'd be great. Like, even if it was against one of, even if it was against the Ava or, Listen, or the Alpha Ava Female, is not it would at least be funny. Don't no, but it would so. at least be funny. You know what I mean? Like, she could she could do the bits and then just roll her up, you know? I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Um, anyway, that's the, that's the IWGP tournament. All we can hope is that the wrestler who got the bye is good and that they're the one who faces the stardom wrestler in the final. They don't do a stardom wrestler versus Jazzy on the crossover show because that would be a very bad decision. I would not be surprised if it ended up being Mayu versus versus Jazzy. I have nothing against Jazzy, but she's been retired for like two years. There's really no, no way she's going to be good, right? Like you can't. She, can't do I that. mean, that's she's, not how that works. she's a power wrestler. It's it's not. That's one of the like the uh, archetypes that takes the least amount of time to shake off ring rust. If you just think about yeah. it, because like. Yeah, I'm not going to say, you know, Paul White's going crazy in 2021, 2022, but he can have a fun match with someone. Maybe not the Ava, but realistically, you, you throw him in there with fucking a Dante Martin. That'll be fun, at least. It'll be interesting. It might be not great, but it'll be something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Alpha Female could at least do that with a Mayu. Not so much with the Ava, but with a Mayu. I think she could do that. That's fair. Honestly, yeah, I can kind of see it. All right, you've you've talked me off the ledge here. I also don't think she's going through. She definitely loses to the the make the big name, but yeah, and yeah, no, probably. Um, But Jazzy's definitely going to Japan. Like they wouldn't, they're not going to bring in the Ava for (laughs) tour. Fucking Ava, man. Uh, She gets booked in in you know around 
United Kingdom. There are like seven. So. There are like seven women's wrestlers over there. Well, now there's more, but it's true. It is very. There desperate. were like seven wrestlers. You know what? You're not lying. Um, but listen, it's it's okay. And the only good one is like the TJPW champion. Like, <laughs> think about it for a second. <laughs> How did TJPW get their hands into Alex Windsor first? Like that's just that's just not fair. TJPW is just better at at working with foreigners in this day and age. They're just better at everything to do with uh, foreign relations. They've they've partnered with Eve, who are the only good women's promotion over here. So I feel like that's that's given them the edge there. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. Like the Ava isn't really a uh, Eve regular, as far as I'm aware. Whereas you know Windsor is so kind of helps i guess but you know what that's enough about that concludes Adelaide that concludes our, our our brit rest women's wrestling segment of the show yes on to the good stuff though because stardom did a lot of good stuff this past week um i'm sure we're gonna i don't know how you feel about the shows but i i thought they were great um we're gonna positive. start with uh probably the, i mean the worst one of the bunch which is probably yeah. which isn't like this was bad that's it's just the other two were lot. so insane um this was new blood four Yes. Kind of expected. A new blood four on August twenty sixth. Uh, this is in the Shinagawa City Intercity Hall. Uh, this is another sellout of four hundred fans. So uh, this brand continues to draw, you know, and they're they're going to keep it going as long as it does. They've announced a different venue for the fifth one. The fifth one's in October. That's in a different venue, but I haven't looked at what the capacity is yet. I, I am, I'm just going to assume it's it's a bit bigger. Um, it's it's pretty solidly doing in and around this range, despite never really giving away big matches, which I, I always think is a good thing. So, um, you know, New Blood definitely here to stay. Which I'm good. cool with. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those shows that's like I wouldn't stay up to watch, but like when I watch it, it's it's fine. I I don't mind it. Yeah, and I mean some of them are a lot better than than other ones, you know. So it's yeah. it's kind of interesting. Um, this tells me it's Shinjuku Face, but I do not think this is Shinjuku Face. Why are you lying to me? What, where this was? Yeah, I oh, know where the new venue is. Oh, okay. Maybe they do run Shinjuku, Shinjuku Face. It's, it's, called, it's called the Sumitomo thing. And that's not Shinjuku Face. Yeah, no. My stardom has run here before. Um, yeah, so it seems like it does about 300-ish. 300 to 400 people. Uh, Stardom on here last year called the Shinjuku Sumitomo Hall. Um, that's where New Blood 5 is. And it seems to be in and around the capacity that this venue is. Um, nobody seems to have run it <laughs> at all. Uh, just Stardom last year for a DP show. So uh, Stardom getting use out of that one. Maybe it's just a Shindy place. And like, it's not even a cage match. Maybe. Yeah, possibly. Um, yeah, I mean, Stardom has one show here, and that's, that's all that I can find. Um, but that's New Blood 5. On to New Blood 4. We had uh, Tomoka Inaba beating Hina in about 11 minutes uh, with a... <laughs> I love I love the description here. One-shot deadly Tomoka kick. And honestly, yes. <laughs> it's funny, because uh, I actually... I used to be an E-Fetter, and I had a wrestling move that was basically just that. And it was also named like the single strike of like it was a one piece reference, but yeah, like a very convoluted name for a kick to the head. Um, I find that really dope. Like that's like my favorite thing ever. Um, this was good techers. It was good techers. I think 
Hina worked well. I think Hina's selling is great, and it worked mm-hmm. very well to put Inaba over. Um, and then obviously Inaba just has better strikes than like most wrestlers. So yes, um, she usually saves them for like the second half. So you're kind of like waiting for it, and then once she gets into it, it's like, yeah, this is what I want. Yeah, we need him to kick more. Uh, not yeah. do this technical yeah. shit, but you know, I'll I mean, I, I like her. Better. I like her techers. I, I enjoy her techers, but mm-hmm. it could definitely be better. Yes, definitely. Speaking um, of techers, one more side tangent. I apologize. You went on enough of them, so I get to go on one. Um, basically, every wrestler on the New Japan show in mixed tag matches is saying they want to beat the shit out of the dudes. So I don't know if that will lead to anything, but all of them have said, I will hurt my male opponent. I don't give a fuck. So if that's something, that'll be fun. But if it's not, then they're teasing it for nothing. <laughs> they're not doing intergender. There's there's not a chance. Well, they're not doing intergender, intergender. But I imagine they do like the AEW thing where the women just beat the shit out of the dudes. And the dudes are like, what? What's going on? Oh, my God. Oh, I'm getting hurt. Oh, my God. You know, just like all that stupid shit, you know? I have a lot of oh. hatred for those spots. For yeah. very deep reasons. Because I think it sends a very bad message. But what it does. can you do? Um. But, okay, again, sorry for the tangent. Do you remember that one time that Kenny Omega just snuck in an intergender match on a Dark episode? He was like, yeah, Riho could fake, face Kip Sabian, I'll face Penelope. Like, they just did not do any of, like, they did not listen to any of the rules. Yes. And they were just like, yeah, well, we're just going to have an intergender match, that's cool. AEW <laughs> would be so based if Kenny just booked. Like, it would just be it like Maya Yuki wrestling be. Riho every week or some shit. Like, it would be the best. He gets it. He does. He understands. He respects the vision. Like, he would have, I don't know, Strong Hearts Wrestling, like, Private Party or something every week. That'd be, be so dope. be so fun. Um, but back to New Blood. Um, yeah. We had our second match, which was Rocka beating Lady C and Chie Koshikawa in just over seven minutes. Uh, Rocka pinned Lady C with a freezer bomb. So, um, yes. this, this was alright. Chie's energy is a lot. And I think pairing her up with these two was not the best decision for for. I think I think her and Lady C energy. worked, but mm-hmm. I think it would have been better if her and Lady C were like a tag. Um, yeah, probably because yeah. I I do think her in a in a lone you know in a free for all doesn't work as well as it probably would have if she was in a tag. Um, but yeah, I, I thought this match was cool. Lady C hit the QQ pose, which nobody does anymore except for her and Hina. So shouts out one time. Um, and yeah, I mean, I love Chia's humor, so obviously I enjoyed it more than I imagine most people did. But uh, yeah, I, I I get what you mean. Yeah. Um, the next month then was Ram and Rina beating Momoka Hanazono and Waka Skiyama. Uh, Rina got the win with the Pink Devil for her team, um, and this was this was pretty standard. Uh, it was happy. It was good to see Waka back. You know, she's she's been yeah. off for a while. I, I really missed her. And uh, she wasn't contra- doing blackface. Yes, <laughs> always good. Um, and listen, I I love Hanazono, so I'm always here for seeing her. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, there's only so much I can enjoy Ram matches. I'm not gonna lie to you. She's she's only at a certain level of of quality. Um, but everybody else was enjoyable. So I mean, I think I think Ram just kind of falls into her own character. You know what I mean? Yeah, Ram, like, Ram does I don't her even bits. Think she's bad. I think she's good, but she is kind of just like, there's no point in being good when you can be Ram. Yes, very much so. That's one hell of a quote. I'm going to mark that. <laughs> um, 
after the matches when everything are fun, that's when Azumi came out and basically set up the... First appearance on New Blood. Yeah, isn't that weird that it's taken her so long? Yeah. Uh, it feels like it is It is a her thing, right? Yeah. Like, like it seems like primed for her, but, you know. Yeah. I guess um, not. She first challenged uh, Ram. She, she came out and was like, hey, like, we can have a false count anywhere match and that's going to be absolutely cracked out of its mind because uh, Ram false count anywhere matches are always cracked she is insane I imagine some of the triple six roster might get in on it and kind of make appearances or something so god knows My Yukihi was here yeah though she was wasn't she she, she came out with Ram Rebel X Enemy representing they had uh, Mike Ozaki and uh, My Yukihi um if stardom books my key all bets are off like i'm i'm full-on propaganda for this promotion i am no longer you know i've held off on you know oh stardom is the new ajw kind of stuff i've held off on that you get yukihi and and rini amashita start working here that's it all bets are off uh crush gals who i'm i'm no, here for you for can't Julia. say those words you need to believe that that's more <laughs> offensive than when i say the n-word like like that's bad Obviously, I'm black. Let me let me preface that. It's, I'm I'm allowed to, but no, still, you can't say that. <laughs> right. Um, sure. Um, you made it awkward. Yeah. You. <laughs> I love doing that. It's so great. You do. Um, and then after uh, the Ram challenge, basically, Hanazono is like, "Hey, Azumi, I want a challenge for your belt." Azumi is kind of like, "Well, I've already decided on a new challenger, but." You know, I hear you're friends with Mace Ruga, so, like, sure, let's do it. So, um, Anazono versus, um, Azumi. And they did, they did kind of hint at it being in Osaka. So, I know there's an Osaka Eddie on Arena show next month. That's probably when they do Azumi versus Hanazono. I thought that was in November. Maybe. Or are you talking about number two? No, I think they, they mentioned Osaka number one, so... Number one's in November. Um, so that's a few months away. Yeah, because obviously Azumi's defending at the end of this month. Or not this month. Yeah. Well, I guess it'll be this month when this comes out, because tomorrow is the yes, first. the first. Um, so the end of September, and then... Maybe she can wait, because Tag League? I don't know. I expect yeah. it to be in Osaka I haven't even thought in some about League, manner. Anyway... Um, um. Yeah. Also, Azumi said that she's challenging Ram because she wants to see who the best ex kid wrestler is. <laughs> that's great. That's really fun. Yeah. They both started when they were like four years old. Not literally. Yeah. But you know. But yeah. Ram. Ram. Was I think tiny. Ram literally. I think I think Ram literally was like five. Yeah. No, <laughs> she was tiny. Cause didn't she come through Ice Ribbon? No. I feel like she came through something way smaller. Was it Triple um, Six? Is Triple Six that old? Perhaps, but I don't know if if a child at five years old would go to a company called Triple Six. Um, I don't know. I mean, she debuted as Ram, so why not? I don't know. I'll have to. I'll have to get somebody. I guess it was Ice Ribbon Triple Six. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, because Ice Ribbon makes sense because Amy was training a bunch of kids around that time that that started up. So. Um, Seventeen-year vet. That's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, But the next match on the show was Linda and Mai Sakurai defeating Momokogo and Saeeda. Mai Sakurai got the win with the MPR. And this was this kind of shit. Oh. I don't know. This was like yeah. 
a Mayumi Ozaki match, but without the fun of it being Mayumi Ozaki. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, the one thing that I grabbed from this was that it's like, oh, my Sakurai is just like, she is primed to be the next Saki Kashima. Um, in fact, she's already kind of becoming the next Saki Kashima, even though she's older than Saki Kashima, so that's a bit funny. <laughs> um, but, like, that's kind of where I saw this match, and I was like, this is like, this is like, this is just Saki Kashima, but not as good in this sort of situation. Um, and yeah, I get what you were what you mean. I I did I wasn't really into this match when I watched it, and I saw on Twitter somebody was like, "Ida was getting way too into those those whip shots," and I was like, "I need I need to go back and watch that spot." And I watched it. Ida was definitely getting a bit too much into the <laughs> into into the the whip shots from Linda, but that ain't none of my business. The Yuko girl, you know all that. Hmm. Yeah, they they choked Rossi too, and there, there was so many levels of uncomfortable. I know I hate it. I hate it. Please stop. Um, but so yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna move past that match. Uh, you're, you're big right to censor type of guy, I see. Listen, man, I just don't want to see people getting whipped on my screen while I'm watching wrestling. <laughs> That's I don't think that is a tough ask. Right? I don't okay, think that's that, a that crazy complaint. Okay. That one I'm not gonna. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fight you on that. Yeah, okay, thanks. Um, so the next match was Amisore and Marai uh, beating Haruka Umasaki and Starlight Kid in just over 12 minutes. Um, I've spent a long time slandering Marai and Ami as a team, and then they just went out here and had a really good match this time. Like, where, where was this when they were challenging for the tag belts? <laughs> Why? Um, Am- you know, Ami and Umasaki <laughs> were so good, though. Yeah, I, I like there. There are people who don't think Ami Story is good, and I'm just mind blown. Like her and Umisaki right. were so good in this match. I think she has. I think she has good days. She has bad days. Um, definitely. But yeah, I, I think her and Umisaki killed it here. Uh, I think I, I, every time Umisaki is kind of like not even like a centerpiece. But I remember the last New Blood. She was like in that four on four match, I think, and it was kind of meh because she wasn't really like. I think Kid was the star of that one more than anything, and I was like, eh. But anytime Umasaki's, like, in a premier spot in one of these matches, she always delivers. Um, and I think she's just really, really good, and she fits perfectly for this brand. Uh, and also, I did find it funny that Mirai kept knocking her off the apron, so in the end, she just went, you know what? I'll just concuss her. I'll just knock her out, why not? And then she just did that, and I was like, oh. That's that's one way to 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 get your receipt. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. The finish of this match was was so funny because Mirai had a kid locked in the mirror, Mare, the the arm the armbar, and yeah. Haruka just bonked her with a chair. <laughs> I know, and it was like like Raka and Rina were like distracting the ref, and then they just stopped and watched her, and then the ref turned around and watched her, and she just fucking. Like, she does not know how to swing a chair because she swung it the wrong way that it just was a thud, right? Usually it's supposed to break over the head and, like, you know, she just did it the opposite way and just thudded her. It was just fucked. Um, and, yeah, Mariah was out for, like, the next eight minutes. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> um, Oedo Tai, you know, kind of attacked after the bell a little bit and uh, Tomoka Inaba came out to, to fend them off. And um, Tomoko was like, hey, can I join God's Eye? And Siri got on the microphone and was like, uh, Mirai, Ami, have you guys got any objections? Mirai <laughs> laying there 
<laughs> eyes glazed over probably could cost a yeah. series like do, do you have any objections <laughs> i thought that was so funny do you have anything to say mariah <laughs> anything anything at all just dead on the floor yeah she, no okay she literally was just completely cocked out and i don't know why siri asked her um <laughs> It would be implied not to, Alex. Come on, no. I guess maybe, maybe Mariah grown no, I, uh, approval. It would it would be so funny if she did the the MMA thing where you like lift their legs and you're like, Mariah, Mariah, you good? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna invite Inaba into the group now. Cool. And she's just like all hazy and shit. That would be funny. Um, Umasaki also a big league kid. I don't yeah. know what the fuck that was about. Her whole like, thing that felt is weird. A bit, yeah. Like I mean, it felt like the opposite of what you would expect out of this situation. Um, Cause she did the Oedo tie thing. She finally succumbed to the evil, the evil of, of Oedo tie. And then she's like, nah, nah, you, I, I'm better than this. And it's like, you just, you just concussed someone with a chair that said Oedo tie on it. What? So yeah, that was, that was a bit odd, but you know, I thought this wasn't uh, all fun. All of this, like this entire segment was pretty fun. Yeah, no, it was great. Um, Tomoka Inaba joining God's Eye is cool. Um, she's obviously going to be a part-time member because she is the queen of JTO and she still gets kind of use in, in Sandai Girls and stuff. But, you know, she's a nice addition because also... she's obviously going to join eventually. You know, JTO is what it is. It, it produces talent to go elsewhere, be that on the male side or the women's side. Um, I think her going to God's Eye makes a lot of sense with how they wrestle and their aims. Uh, she isn't exactly the uh, splash of personality that I think the group needs still, but you know it's a good place for her to develop to develop her in ring. I don't know. At I, least I think she's a Mica. Um, where like after getting a bit comfortable, I feel like she'll have a lot of personality. You know, what I mean, I don't know. It's like Mica was was that vacuum of per- personality at first as well, um, and now I feel like. She kind of has like one of the most like she's one of the most charismatic on the roster, just with no effort whatsoever, just being a bit weird, a bit odd. You can't really tell what the fuck's going on with her. Um, and I think I think that I think Taka trains those type of wrestlers, uh, and I, I think she'll probably be like that because like she'll just be she posts shit on Instagram that's like the funniest shit I've ever read, um, just randomly, and I'll be like, what the. F- Okay, Inaba, cool. That, all right. Um, so I think she, I think she has something under the table that will come out more as she gets more opportunity to shine. All right. Well, let's hope so. Uh, either way, she's a good addition to the group, and there she's what they needed uh, as an opinioner. You know, she's somebody who can actually lose. So maybe God's Eye is going to lose matches now. Shocker. Um, For her though, because like Hami is. <laughs> Is is like way less experienced than she is. Yes, but listen, it is what it is. Um, Inaba though, she's she's obviously gonna join Stardom at some point full time, and that's gonna be great. Um, you know, as great as JTO is, um, it's it's not really the platform for these people to stay forever. Like that's just not what it is. Um, so you know, this is a good start, and I'm glad that they kept her away from Micah because I feel like her. Being paired with Micah was like an easy decision, but I don't think it would have worked all that well. Um, I think it would have worked, but I, I get what you, I get your, your stance. Yeah, 
Uh, the next match on the show then, uh, speaking of JTO, it was Hanan defending the Future of Stardom Championship against Aoi. Uh, Hanan won in just under nine and a half minutes with a backdrop hold. And um, Aoi looked as good as ever. You know, still very, very good. Obviously, the next great hope of JTO will eventually beat Inaba for that belt. And um, presumably will also get signed eventually. But, um, you know, she, she put in a good effort here, I think. Uh, for somebody who is less than two years in, Aoi has some some matches that are way more solid than than they should be. Yeah, it it was funny after the match as well. Is that it's like, bro, I just had a championship match after finding out my tag team partner was joining a different group. What the fuck? <laughs> and then Inaba's like, Nah, we still cool. And she's like, Yeah, all right. Oh yeah, okay. I saw that tweet that uh, Aoi was like. If you leave me, I will follow you to the ends of the earth or something, which yeah. would be very cool if they played off that. And and it was like, no, I still love... Aoi Tomo is forever, bro. And she's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, we'll see. We'll see. They're going to break my heart, aren't they? I They're going to break my heart too, man. I'm, I, I, that, I texted you that. I was like, yeah, that's all good, fine and good. But like, Aoi Tomo could have been in the fucking tag league, bro. Like... That, we could have had that, but no, it's Shuri and, and Tomo, which is also cool. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know. They just love breaking my heart. Oh, uh, fuck, I said homegirl instead of saying saying who actually did it. Somebody did a triangle Lancer in this match. Yeah, Owie. Yeah, Owie did a triangle Lancer, and I popped huge for it. I hate when my notes are too vague for me to understand. That's <laughs> so funny. I mean, you wouldn't call Hannah on homegirl, I don't think. I I will I always I call everybody on the roster homegirl. Okay, but Aoi feels like more homegirl than Hanan. So yeah, yeah, that's that's better. Rule of thumb there, so it would be Aoi. Um, after the match, then we learned our next future Stardom champion is going to be Ami Sore because she is going to destroy oh, no, Hanan. Uh, yeah. Hanan has hit ten defenses, which is kind of where we expected her to have her reign end. And I suppose going to Ami is kind of a lateral move because you you know Ami is a strong enough wrestler that she's going to have those solid opening matches she can run through all of the defenses again um, and yeah she'll drop it eventually it's it's going to be a similar reign that goes quite long and uh, she'll probably she'll probably just vacate it yeah I'd imagine because she's she's going to hit three years at some point next year right yeah I, I think it might be September next year yeah, so I mean, so, she might vacate, or they might have signed somebody by then who they want to to belt up instead. But I'll have to wait and see. There, either way, Ami is definitely winning the belt, um, and we're gonna kind of cycle back through all the challengers. So, it should, should be I think fine. the only, I think the only match that they missed was a was a triple threat between the the sisters. But I mean, they did they did them back to back the singles matches, so I get why they weren't gonna do that. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the only match that like I would have probably booked that they didn't book otherwise this has been a great reign for Hanan. yeah no this has been her like defining she is something kind of run that we're all going to look back on um because you know that record of 10 defenses isn't going to get broken anytime soon i don't think like that's that's their benchmark and um it's gonna take a very special wrestler to break it um that was new blood um i thought that was the weakest new blood of the bunch but i don't know if that's being harsh. 
Um, it might be. It might be a bit harsh, but also like I wasn't a fan of it. Yeah. Like I, well, I wasn't not a fan, but it was it was weak. Um, but I remember I remember either two or three was also pretty bad in my opinion. I also three. I think we were riding high for the first two, and then the third one was a bit. Yeah, three down. was the bad. Yeah, three was not good. Um, it had Suzu and Mirai, but otherwise it was pretty mid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this is probably the weakest one. Yeah, no, I think that's that's pretty fair. Um, and I mean, I guess it's because at this point we've the newness is worn off a bit, and we've realized ah they're not giving much away, so it's kind of like oh wait 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 the Miu Tam match oh, shit yeah event. I forgot all about that <laughs> uh, I didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah so um, our main event was a the Supernova match it was uh, Tam Nakano beating Miu Amasaki and. Um, they, I mean, this was pretty standard for what you've come to expect from these Mew trial matches. Like, she fought back and uh, her opponent gave her a lot. This went 14 minutes, by the way. I, I almost didn't even realize. Uh, Tam did a good job, though, as as you'd kind of expect on top, you know. And there was a bit of her trying to, to bring something out of Mew that, that worked a little bit. Um, but Mew still has those kind of gaps in her game. Um, but Tom, Tom kind of got a good bit out of her, and uh, I honestly didn't even notice the fourteen minutes go by when when Tom put her down. So I guess like it was fine, you know, compared to you know some of Mew's recent efforts, but definitely not like blow away or anything. Do you know what happened to Mew? Because she was supposed to be on these shows afterwards, and she just wasn't. Um, nope. Sure? Like, did she just ditch her partners? She was supposed to be in that that handicap match. Oh, um, on the tenth, it was supposed to not be a handicap match. Right. It wasn't the tenth. It was it was day ten. Uh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I was like, I was like, damn, she is so she is so part time that she she just abandons her partners at a whim. Like just like nah, I can't make it for that one. <laughs> House ain't big enough, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Miu doesn't roll out of bed for, for less than, like, five grand, you know? Yeah. Yeah, people used to say that about Rey Mysterio, remember that? It was like, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't show up unless you pay him, like, 20,000 quid or something. That's, that's so fucked up, because that's literally the most, like, legendary wrestler of all time. Uh, but, yeah, no, she is the new Rey Mysterio. Shout out, Kevin. Oh, yeah. Actually, no, don't shout out, shout out, don't shout out, Kevin. No, Kevin's Kevin, kind of mid. Kevin isn't, Kevin isn't doing it for us. Um, but yeah, I don't know why she was off that show. I didn't even realize. Um, maybe she's hurt because they do like to just pretend that people who are hurt don't exist for a little bit, or maybe it was a physical condition thing. Oh, also, also, Despy uh, bought her ninety dollar uh, photo book. Jesus Christ, that is a lot of money, yeah. <laughs> dude. No, I know because I was looking at I was looking at the international store. I'll be honest. Um, and I was like, oh, the photo books, like, because the yen has depreciated, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, the, the photo books are only like 22 bucks. Like, that's a that's a steal yeah. right now. Um, and then I looked at 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 uh, Miu's. It's still like 90. And I was like, that's insane. Is that I get it's bigger. It's like, it's like a, a premium version still. Yeah. Like, the ones are no, 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 no. I, I think maybe in part, but it's also because she got like a big book. Right. Like, she got like a. Like a Playboy book, like a big, you know. I don't know that much about this. I should probably stop. Okay. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's a lot of money, and Despy dropped that. Uh, 
for that. And Starlight Kid said, why are you doing this? Let's leave. <laughs> That's crazy. It was a great video. It was a great oh, video. That's Prado was so weird. Um, but we're, we're about an hour in, and we have two shows to go. Um, so the second show to review is on August 27th. Uh, this is going to be Cork and Hall. They did 1,511 fans for this, which uh, they, they say is sold out. So another sellout Corkin for stardom. Great number. I mean, 1,500 is damn near a sellout in Cork. Yeah. Like, uh, you don't see many that get more. No, you know not at I mean? all. Um, so, you know, another great number for stardom. Uh, this outdrew stardom x stardom, which will never not be funny to me. Um, <laughs> and reviewing shows like this is kind of difficult because... Every match was good, and that gets repetitive halfway through the card. And there, a lot of them didn't have much like story stuff to grasp onto. Yeah, this is a this is a clean sheet yeah. for me. So, so reviewing it is like this was a good match. This was also a good match, and that was a good match. So that might prop up here, but there's nothing we could do. Blame Stardom for not being bad. Okay. Um, in the opener, we had Mai Sakurai beating Unagi Sayaka in five and a half minutes with the NPR. Um, I quite like this. I thought it set the tone for what we were going to get throughout the show. You know, they didn't waste any time, didn't waste any motion. They hit each other. Not super hard, but things were snug and the energy was high. This is probably, it's probably my favorite my match from the tournament uh, so far. Right. Even, even as of the next one, because that was... The... That's that's a discussion we're gonna have to have, okay. um, but yeah, I, I thought this was like one of my Sakurai's better straight singles matches, mm-hmm. um, and I thought it had like just it was just really clean. There was a good intensity to it, um, and I think Unagi kind of helped her like look like a look like a star, and yeah, Unagi went for the Castle Crasher, and my rolled her up, yeah, and I was like, what the fuck, what the fuck, mm-hmm. Todd, what the fuck, why why is this happening? <laughs> I guess as good as mine. This is what happens when I when I'm like, you know what? I think Unagi can win sometimes. She loses to fucking my Sakurai. Yeah, Unagi's on two points and my Sakurai's on six, which I never would have expected. Um That is absurd. It gets worse throughout the show. Um in the Blue Stars block in our next match, oh, yeah. it was Hanan defeating no, Hana Hazuki defeating Hanan uh in just under seven minutes with a brain buster. Um, this was kind of in line with all of the other Hanan matches where, you know, they're they're good and her comebacks are good and her opponent does good work. And that's it, really. You know, like, I've run out of things to say about these Hanan matches other than Hizuki was, was very good in it. Yeah, I mean, everything was clean. Everything looked nice. Uh, I get what you mean, because, yeah, Hanan matches. A lot, the thing is that a lot of the Stars matches that aren't, Hazuki and Mayu, uh, they kind of are the same match mm-hmm. in different variations. I mean, actually, a lot of the match, even Hazuki's matches. Yeah, I think a lot of the wrestlers are running into that problem. Um, Azumi as well, yeah. where a lot of her stuff is starting to feel a bit similar. Yeah. Um, and you've kind of run out of things to say because you're like, yes, this was good. This is the same as her last four matches. So. Um, that's that's yeah. kind of the issue I had with, thought... with with Hanans is that I enjoyed it, but I also have no idea what to say about it because it's the same as the other Hanan matches. Go back and listen to what we said last week. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I liked. I think I think Kazuki sold very well for her out of the gate. Where when Hanan kind of had that first rush, uh, she like took a neck bump off of a drop kick, and I was like, that's how you that's how you put over your your little stablemate. 
Um, so I like that, but yeah, I mean, not much to say other than Hazuki hit the the Holy Trinity with the uh fucking Senton, the what is it now, the Hazuki driver, and then the Brainbuster, uh, which is basically how she's won every match. Like I said last week, yeah, you're right. It's getting very repetitive. Good match. <laughs> um, the next match was Tam Nakano beating uh, Koguma in Red Stars block action. Uh, Tam goes up to four points with this win, and Koguma is on six points. Uh, this lasted just under six minutes, and Tam got a. The finish isn't on here for some reason, but I'm pretty sure she reversed a roll up into is her the, own roll up. She she got the Andromeda. Yes. Um, and this was this was a Koguma match. It's a move she should use more. Yeah, it's a good move. Uh, I'll, I'll give her that. Um, and this was a Koguma match. You know, she did a bit of the bear comedy, and then she did a lot of flash pins. And honestly, Tam is really good at the flash pin stuff. For somebody who doesn't do it yeah. a lot, um, so I enjoyed this because Tam is really good at that, and Koguma is obviously very good at the flash pin stuff. Um, but other than that, they didn't do a whole lot. So yeah. you could also kind of feel. Koguma was still kind of upset about Tam winning the belt because she was just being like kind of evil in this match. Like instead of just doing the bear pose, she then just like fucking she <laughs> she did the the thing where you uh, fish hook the nose and she just like does that. I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> like because it's like oh like it's like a cutesy spot. It's like hey Kuma Kuma, and then she just fucking fish hooks her. I'm just like, that's insane. She is not she is not feeling she's. She's very upset. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Koguma brought out her kind of her gremlin uh, in this one, which was fun. But you're right; it was it was pretty, you know, standard. It was a match. Yeah. Um, was the match after that then was Red Stars block action. Azumi beats Saki in just over seven minutes with the Azumi Zushi. Uh, Azumi goes up to ten points with this win, and Saki's on four. Uh, this was a pretty, you know, this was an Azumi sprint. Saki wrestled Azumi's style. Um, which is always very enjoyable to watch. And Saki brought some of her own stuff to it, you know, the big boots every now and then. Um, but there was definitely a part or two where Azami's pace was just a bit too much for Saki. Um, but yeah. I mean, in general, I thought this was a this was a fun match. Um, but you know, as a, as I've kind of said a few times, uh, not anything brand new from Azami in this tournament, but still enjoyable. I I think it was in a way because I think this was probably one of, if not Saki's best uh, match in the tournament so far. Um, because of the flow, uh, I remember, I forget who I was talking, uh, it was either Parker or Scott that we were talking about with uh, Saki and Nozaki, where, like, that match, it was perfect for Saki because she didn't have to do too much other than just do her good moves well. And it's just like the pace kind of carries it mm-hmm. itself, right? Um, and I kind of feel like that's how this one worked. It felt like it was very back and forth. It kind of had like a good flow and pace to it that it didn't need much. There there wasn't a lot to fuck up, right? <laughs> there, wasn't, there wasn't a lot to like mess up or like make it so that like wasn't enjoyable. It was always consistently pretty fun. So I, I appreciated that though. Obviously, uh, Azumi just kind of does that most of the time. But, but I thought Saki added a, a nice amount of flavor mm-hmm. to it. And yeah, compliments to the chef. She sat at the top of of the block. I don't know if she. I I think she might be tied with somebody now, um, or maybe somebody overtook her. But yeah, that's my girl. Uh, yeah, um, and yeah, she. It was after this match that she called out Hazuki and uh, Fukigen Death. Uh, Fukigen wasn't there, so Hazuki came out and kind of addressed her. And Hazuki was like, "Oh, you finally came calling for me." 
which is is cool. You know, Hazuki's been waiting. Really cool. Also, they both are at the top of their blocks right now. Neither of them are yeah. gonna win. But when you think about it like that, that's such a cool like timing mm-hmm. thing to have like the two tops of the block like call each other out. I think that's really cool. Also, one more little thing just to get it in there. Um, after the match, Azumi like flash pinned her and then like flew out of the ring, just like rolled out there, and she was laying there, and then she just kips up and looks like she hasn't gone through a match at all. Like she just kips up, she's like, "Okay, I'm cool now." I was like, "That's that's so badass." That's I'm, I know that nobody cares, but yeah, it was it was just such a little thing that she's like, "Okay, I won." <laughs> I was like, "God damn." Um, the next match on the show was in Blue Stars block action. Mayubi Utani beat Mina Shirakawa with a uh, glamorous collection Mina reversal in just under five minutes. So this was Sprint Mayu, and, you know, Sprint Mayu is yeah. good. I was surprised by how good Sprint Mina was, because uh, she was really able to keep up with the pace. Um, and I was kind of surprised at how much they gave Mina, because usually when Mayu wrestles the Cosmic Angels, she turns into a murderer. Mayu made Um... Mayu made sure not, and there's a very specific spot in this match where Mayu made sure not to give Mina too much to be proud of. Uh, but we'll talk yeah. about that in a second. Go um, on. It's just that usually Mayu turns into a murderer when she wrestles the Angels, but she really kind of let Mina get a lot here. And even the finish was Mayu reversing something into a flash pin, like it came out of nowhere. So it, was a it wasn't yeah. even like. A definitive Mayu win. It was almost like she just snuck the win, you know. So there was a lot of surprising stuff here. It's just the length and how much Mayu gave Mina, and Mina really doing well in the sprint setting. Um, so you know, I, I I was surprised by quite a bit about this one. Yeah, I mean, w- before the match started, I was like looking at them and I was like, I feel like these two can go- can do something together, um, especially in this sort of situation, this spot in the card, whatnot. I was like, I think they could probably put this together. And then Mina just fucking forearms the shit out of her. I'm just like, yep, they're about to do it. And yeah, I thought Mina was great with her urgency. It felt like she was like, just like trying to win by any means necessary as like, you know, aggressively and as, you know, powerfully as possible. But one thing that did make me laugh was that Mayu, who, as we know, this year has kind of been letting people kick out of the moonsault. Uh, people that she likes, at least. She she let both... um. Saya and Hanan kick out of the moonsault, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. I, I believe that's that's the case. Um, she went up for the moonsault, and then she's like, nah, and she doesn't hit it. And then I was like, wow. She made sure that Mina wasn't kicking out of any of her big moves. Because if you think about it, Mayu didn't hit any of her signature moves in this match. Like, <laughs> and I find that so funny. Because yes, Mayu survived Mina, but she also refused to allow Mina to kick out of any of her good moves. <laughs> and I thought that so funny. Because, um, like, once I saw her, like, she was, like, going up the, the turnbuckle, and she's like, nah, never mind. I was like, wait a minute. Was she? And then by the end of the match, I was like, she didn't hit anything the entire match. Yeah. And I find that so it's funny. It's great, honestly. Um, and, you know, Sprint Mayu is just great. Um, oh, it's great, yeah. It was, it was a yeah, really like match. a very surprising match. Um, the next match on the show then was Blue Stars Block Auction. It was Natsupoi beating Suzu Suzuki in just under just over ten minutes uh, with a fairy strain. Um, with the win, Natsupoi went up to six points, and Suzu is on zero. Um, the visual of Suzu on zero points is utter insanity. To me, it gets worse the next day. Yeah, like she 
Like, I don't know how that is is a thing. Um, what if we're just like even with the wrong deferrals and she and Julia isn't set up for Julia to win and get the block and she's spoiling Julia. Like who the hell is winning this tournament if not Julia? Because the booking now seems to indicate that Suzu will not go into the final day as one of the leaders. If she's not going in as one of the leaders, that kind of undoes the idea of Julia beating her and it being like the big thing for Julia. It's also a hard sell for Julia to beat Hazuki. Uh, Cause she needs to get like over Hazuki all the way. Cause Hazuki beat her ah. and presumably anybody that has a tiebreaker over her. Yeah. Right. So like, yeah, I don't know. Like we were all so I get what you mean. Julia though, was winning, like, but so much. It was it was Julia or Suzu. Like that was this block. Yeah. Was Julia or Suzu? Is it possible that Hazuki simply goes through? Maybe doesn't win it, but she just because we also I still feel like like Hazuki beats Momo. Mm. It's it's weird. It's, Hazuki's already like, passed they, the the. Are 50 they gonna point. redo? Utami and Hazuki in the final? Like, is Utami going for a second instead? Like, I don't really... That would be cool. Yeah. I'm I'm cool with that. Uh, we did already say that Shuri versus Utami is a match they're probably going to yeah. do uh, before Shuri drops the belt. Maybe. I don't know. Very interesting. But yeah, because, like, I'm starting to question the Julia thing. Even though, at the end of the show... Julia does kind of give the game away that's like there's only one person I'm aiming for. Yeah, Everybody she does in saying that Julia beating the shit out of Natsupoi on day two was like, ah yes, <laughs> this is our winner. So um Yeah, exactly. Did a good job of throwing a lot into question, but I, I'm I'm really I'm still kind of Julia's winning, but they've done a very good job of making me think, oh no. Maybe she isn't. Um yeah. But, uh, also, this match I wasn't that crazy about, really? uh, and by that I mean it was a good match. Like it, all of these matches were good matches, but in terms of what I expect from Suzu and Natsupoi, it was like okay, okay. Yes. right, all right. Um, so, and that's kind of how I was how I was qualifying is that it's like a Tam versus Koguma match. I don't expect a lot out of. I liked that match, so I consider it a good match. These two, I expect a lot out of, and they slightly underperformed so it's still a good match but it's nothing special do you go yeah no because I mean? um they weren't nearly finished that was kind of it they weren't nearly finished right like they they had a, a lot of levels yeah. still to go you know um they did a lot in 10 minutes you know they got audible screams from the crowd at some point that aren't allowed to to, to cheer yet or anything so I love that shows that. how good what we got was. There's definitely another few levels to what they could do. It didn't feel like they were nearly finished building things up when the match ended. Um, yeah. There's definitely a lot of room for them to have another one. Now, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was very good. But like they, these two could have you know, a, a, a match twice as good, almost, if they, if they wanted to. Um, so I definitely get where you're coming yeah. from with that, and uh, definitely think in in some ways this did underwhelm and or kind of underperform in that regard. But it was still like very very good, you know. It was still it was still quite yeah. a good match, yeah. So, yeah, I kind of I understand where you're coming from because I I do think they had another they had a lot left still in the tank 
when when the match ended. Um, next match of the show then was Blue Stars block action. It was Ami Sore beating Mirai in ten and a half minutes. Uh, this took Ami up to eight points, and Mirai is on six. So uh, good, good showing from Ami. I called the upset last week. I think. Um, what I enjoyed about this match is that pretty much every match up until this point was fast paced, a lot of spots, people doing shit. Um, whereas this was a lot more grounded, right? And they obviously they did spots and they yeah. did all their cool stuff, but because of their styles, it was a lot more like two boss wrestlers doing cool moves, but you know, keeping it grounded. I think that that flow was so different to basically every match that happened before it that this really stood out. Um, and I love the finish. All right? I think this GP has been very good Dude, for finishes. So good. Like Some of the finishes have been so creative. And this was one of them with Rai going for her own move and Ami just catches her. And she's strong enough to keep hold of her. Hit her with the like a thunder drop. And that was so good. You know? Like, like she... Like, like a thunder it's really hard to do those out of nowhere finishes this was one of them like they just did it you know mariah was going for a move and ami just caught her i was like you've you know you're in the wrong position i win i thought it was really really well done to to protect mariah but also make ami look good um so i really enjoyed this finish was abrupt a lot of the finishes have been abrupt but it was creative i really liked that i love the like a thunderbolt it's, it's so good so yeah. much dude when you like because corkin hadn't seen it yet and i think that's great i think that was perfect because the only time she ever hit it was where the fuck were they um sorry uh was i don't have it written down doesn't matter was not in corkin it wasn't even in tokyo um and so when she hit it everybody in the crowd was like shock was in shock and horror and including Shuri, who was just like, ah! <laughs> like she, she was just like, like on the verge of like tears because of how like fucked it was. And then she went in the ring and she's like, you alive, Mirai? You, you good? And she looks over at Ami, she's like, great job, kid. It was, I was like, it's such a good sell from Shuri of such a great move. I loved, I loved her getting it off the rebound. I thought that was like a great, like abrupt thing. Um, sometimes those abrupt things like really like fuck up the momentum of the match and like make it feel like you're you're missing out on something. This worked perfectly where it was just like, nope, that's exactly where it's supposed to end. Um, yeah, I thought Mariah's lariats were also mm-hmm. really good in this one. And yeah, I thought this was just really good. Mariah felt like a gremlin. She felt like a tall yeah. little shit in this match. And I like that. I appreciate that. Of course, this is the match, the battle of, of the soul of Kyoko Noe and Amisori held on to it. So she is the Inoue uh, as of now, um, which is not an insult. Uh, it's just it's just how it is. Definitely. Uh, speaking of creative finishes, though, our next match was Red Stars block action. Himeka Dude, beat Risa Sarah in just over seven minutes with a running powerbomb. Uh, Himeka goes up to eight points with that win, and Risa Sarah is on six. Um, the action here was good. Again, another grounded match. Uh, Risa Sarah's impactful offense met Himeka's power offense and that really showcased a lot of their strengths and then the finish again was abrupt but creative uh, Risa Sarah goes up top to do her own move uh, gets caught and is hit with the running powerbomb and loses and it was as simple as that you know you protect Risa Sarah 
while Simeka gets the win. It's really clever. Um, and, you know, a lot of the finishes, as I said earlier, in this tournament have been like that, where they just kind of come out of nowhere. They're creative enough that you're like, yeah, okay, I respect what they did here. Um, and that's kind of what happened here, where, yes, they could off a really good match, but it was so creative that you're almost like, yeah, no, that's, that's all right. <laughs> I'll give you a pass. Yeah, the, these two finishes for Jumbo this past weekend were mm-hmm. incredible. Um, the Saki one, I will want to go into because I, I adored that. Um, but yeah, I thought this was a really, really good match. I liked that it felt like Risa kind of had Jumbo's number and Jumbo kind of had to like figure out how to be, like how to deal with being overpowered in such a way. Because um, it wasn't like just like the... like functional you know utami type of overpowering it felt like risa was just like mauling her right at, so, at a certain point she was just stomping on her head repeatedly over and over again and jumbo was just like she couldn't she couldn't figure out how to do it and eventually it was a big thing and it, it like was like a whole a whole an old issue right where jumbo was like getting completely dominated and then just one small little thing of her stopping risa just ended the match. And I thought that was a really, really clean way to do it. Uh, I didn't expect this match to be so good. Um, Like a Risa Jumbo match, you don't really know what to expect. I was really great. I I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah, no, definitely. I I agree with everything you say. Um, Oh, I've just noticed they have moving graphics for All Out. That is great. This... (laughs) Jade Cargill and Athena. I think Swerve was freaking out about it. It's going to be a cool match. Yeah, sort of was like, we got moving graphics. We got moving graphics. So good. I love that. All right. Um, so the next match on this show was Red Star's block action. Micah beat Utami Hayashishta in 14 minutes with the Mishinoku driver. Uh, Micah goes up to six points with that win. Utami is You're on right. eight. On yeah, listen, I'm... This entire show was just me being wrong. Um, yeah. See, I, you know, I, I know what but, I'm doing sometimes. Yeah. Um, this match... I did not think Micah and Utami had this in them because they're both slow build. They both pace things out and they leave the big stuff to the end. That's fine. This time, just threw bombs for almost the entire match. It was just, it was just a clash of these two wrestlers who should really be butting heads a lot more than they are. And they were just butting heads and it was great. And Micah, was so good, and I love how she's just able to hit the Mishinoku driver and plant people at any point she wants. Um, and Itami was so good with her power offense, and the, the the entire match was so fun. Like I just really, I did not think they had this in them at all, and they really blew me away. I talk about this shit constantly. I know people are tired of me hearing hearing me say it, but the use of the superplex in Mika matches continues to be one of my favorite things in wrestling because this time utami was like you know what fuck you i'm gonna do a superplex and she fucked herself up like that was a big contributor and why she Mm -hmm. lost was because she hit the superplex and she just ate all of it and she did not know how to eat all of it because superplexes hurt both people (laughs) and and when you don't know how to do a superplex it's going to hurt you a lot. And I loved that she just like started, she just yelled because of how much her hitting a move hurt because she doesn't know how to do it. And she was just working off of adrenaline. She knows that Micah does that shit to her all the time and she's going to do it to her. And then she fucked herself up, right? 
And I loved the finish. I thought that the finish was so well. It was a way to make Utami look stronger than one Michinoku driver without having her kick out of the Michinoku driver. That is such a smart, like, just the way that even it even functioned, right? Because it was like a read of a read where it's like Micah hit the Michinoku driver, was like, like she was out. She couldn't pin her. So she's like, you know what? I know if I pin her, she's going to kick out. So I'm going to get her ass up and hit the Anka Hitoshi. And she hits the Anka Hitoshi and she kicks out of that. And it's like, okay. So, like, Utami doesn't have that over her. Nobody's kicked out of the Michinoku driver, yeah. technically, right? Perfect. Just a perfect. Micah's use of her moves and the way that she, like, protects them and just, like, spaces them out. Even though I get that certain matches of hers maybe fall short and sort of, like, the flow kind of, you know, makes it worse. I think the way she treats her moves is so great. And that's, that's, I know it's a real nerd thing to think about, but it's just, it's wonderful. She went with the twisting Michinoku driver. She put a little, little bit of swag on it. And yeah, uh, loved it. Really, really good. Yeah, Micah is, is having a very good tournament. Um, I think we said this last yeah. week because, you know, GPs do turn you into a bit of a metronome sometimes, but, um, you know, she's, she's really taken to the 15 minute time limit really well. She's she's emphasized her yeah. cool moves and her power more than her grappling, and it's it's been really fun to see. Um, as good as that match was, though, the main event was even better, and this was Julia beating Starlight Kid in about eleven minutes with a Gnosuke clutch. Um, I didn't. I don't have the point totals in front of me anymore. I think Julia went up to f- six points with that, and Kid is on four. Um, yes, that. I know kids. Yeah, down that's, like that seems about right. Julia went up to six. Um, I love this match. I love that Julia immediately attacked her during her entrance and ripped at the mask. I love how much Julia hates this mask. I love how it plays such a role in all of their matches and their feud. Um, end of the show, former guest uh, James Carlin. He wrote something. On his Substack, I think if you just like look up his name, it should show up. Um, and about like Starlight Kid and the mask and how it affected this match. And I read his article before watching the match. Admittedly, while watching the match, I could see it. Like having the mask ripped and everything like that, it like knocked the heel kid away. It was like it brought kid. It brought the real Starlight Kid out. You know, this was Stars Starlight Kid the pretend overconfidence and the, the fake heelishness, it was gone. And in its place was Starlight yeah. Kid fighting for her life, but with a bunch of new tricks up her sleeve. And I thought that was really interesting. It's like you rip at the mask, you're almost like ripping away this pretend character the kid is, because you always say Starlight Kid is so fake or a heel role, but maybe that's the yeah. point, right? Because we know her long-term future is as a baby face. You see matches like this where a heelish confidence and all that is just knocked away and in its place is the wrestler that we used to know. And obviously her and Julia work really well together in that dynamic. So the match that followed was great and Julia was so heated and Kid was so heated um, that it just, you know, the match started at 100 and just kept going and it was so great. And there were so many layers to what was going on during the match as well that um, James wrote about really well. So uh, check out that if you can. But, you know, definitely there was something to seeing Starlight Kid with her mask ripped and how that changed her 
almost. You know, I didn't read the article. Um, not a big reader. No, uh, I, I, I didn't. And but when you said that, it reminded me of a point in the match. Maybe it was right after the match. I don't remember. It was either later into the match or after the match. That kid was like just there. It was. I think it was after the match. That kid was just sitting there with her ripped mask, and you could. I just like saw the look in her eye. And I always used to say about this about Momo that you could tell the look in Momo Watanabe's eyes, like could tell mm-hmm. you a lot about whether how she feels about the match or if she's going to win the match. I used to say, you know, like just like a sort of like intensity or just like a look in her eye. And when I looked in Starlight Kid's eyes, she just looked like a baby face. She just yeah. looked like a good guy. And I was just like, you know, I was like, I don't want to roof her because she's annoying and she's ugh. But like I looked in her eyes and I was like, I feel her. Like, and I don't, and that that's my main issue with Starlight Kid most of the time, is that I just have such an emotional disconnect from her, because she feels phony, right? And I I don't think that's unfair of me is to say, especially point, if... Are we, if the, like, are we, might, are we, are we through no, the looking glass might, here? Is she be. a baby face pretending to be a heel? And that's the whole thing? Is, this, is, is she meta-gaming like, us? It could, I <laughs> wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Dude, if she... <laughs> she's yeah she's like she's like i am seven steps ahead because you think i'm a bad heel i'm just purposefully a baby face who is a bad heel because being a bad heel and it's like just like no like too much like 40 chess but no i i do think that that's like a very valid point to be made especially with her dynamic with julia right and i think julia's match with with not i didn't get to watch all of it but i felt like it was good, but it wasn't at this level because it felt like they were doing the same thing, but with less structural meaning behind it. I don't know why, but this felt like it had more meaning than the match that realistically has like backstory to it. And I just found this match really, really captivating, really interesting. I loved seeing Julia beat the shop kid. It was very <laughs> enjoyable. But then right at the end, it was just like, mm. and then you think back to that kid Julia match from years ago when when kid was a babyface and it was one of kid's best performances and like to this day it was one of her best matches and like you just think about like it she's the same person she's the same character she's just a shitty little fucking gremlin and it I don't know it it is a very interesting match I also love that Julia sat in the Gnosuke clutch for like 10 seconds just to make sure kid knew that she lost. Um, that was a beautiful finish as well. Uh, Julie also imitated the claps that kid's been trying to get over. Um, Cause it's like star it's new day rocks, like kid. isn't it? It's star, the new day. Like kid, right? Yeah, it is it's the exact same one. I imagine that's supposed to be, you know, but yeah, it, she, so she started imitating that and like, not only did kid call back and like, feel like, the kid I used to really, really like and appreciate. And like, just, I felt that, but also Julia called back to a lot of Hana's like just tendencies because she used to be the one who would fuck with kid and her mask every chance she got. And like just certain things I was like, reminded me a lot of not only uh babyface star like kid, but also of Hana Kimura. So it was a really, it was a, it was a very, it was 
it was a lot. It was a good match, though. Yeah, no, it was great. And there's so much story implication to read into it. Um, and this is a reminder that, the, that there's a lot of mountains for Kid to climb. You know, like, she's a, she's a long-term protagonist in stardom, essentially. Like, these... Like, this is all going to come back eventually, you know? Because <laughs> um, not only does she have Mayu to surpass, but she's going to have to beat Julia eventually, you know? Um, how they do that is, a, is yeah. a very interesting. So, enjoyed this match a lot, and I love that it was another addition to the great Julia Starlight Kid feud, but it was a very interesting point of Starlight Kid's long term progression, which is obviously one of the main stories, basically, of the, of the company. Um, a lot to enjoy. And uh, a great cap to to just a fantastic Cork and Hall show. Um, just what a show, honestly. So good. Um, and somehow, did just as good the very next day, uh, on August 28th, in Hamamatsu. This did 824 fans. Uh, full house, sold out. Did. Hamamatsu is a huge market for them. They do really well here. Um, I've joked to somebody, I was like, they should just do a pay-per-view there. They'll sell like 10k. <laughs> Like they they can put Nagayo to shame by just running here every week. Like they would they they'd make that billion yen revenue that only AJW has done before. Like it would be crazy. Um, I, uh, I didn't watch the opener. Quite frankly, this was the handicap match. Uh, Fuki and Death, Raka and Rina, oh, yeah, Lady C and Hina in under ten minutes. I'm not watching a handicap match for ten minutes. So fucked. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's so fucked. Miu's Miu's such a Miu's an app now. Yeah, she's an app. She always was. I'm officially stating it anyway, um, but I'm glad you've joined. See, but I like Queen's Quest, and I was like, you know what, you know what, Azumi's her friend. I, I'll, I'll yeah. trust my homie. But she, she don't even, she don't even come. She doesn't even mm-hmm. second. Has she seconded a match like <laughs> at all? <I> no <laughs> Ever? <laughs> Busy taking photos or something. I don't know. Um, the next match, anyway, was our first GP match. It was Marai beating Hanan in just under eight minutes with Miramare. Um, again, pretty much in line with most Hanan matches from, from this tournament so far. Um, Rai goes up to 8 points with the win, and Hanan stays on 0. Uh, yeah. The next match was Blue Stars block action. It was Saya Ida beating Momo Atanabe in 7.5 minutes with the uh, Ida Bashi, I believe. It, it was like a, no, uh, a it modified was a, Ida Bashi. It was no counter roll. Sure. Um, no, it wasn't the, Ibashi at all. The website she, has she a, an Ida Shimbashi, and I was like, oh, so it's, it's, uh, it's an Ida Well, thing. I guess... Well, because Bashi just means bridge. So anytime she bridges so in a Ida move, bridge. I think that's all an right, Ida Bashi. So Ida bridge, basically. All right, anyway. Um, yeah, that, so she she bridged with an O'Connor roll, okay. with an arm-trapped O'Connor roll. Okay. So yeah, it was cool. Um, she now has more points than Suzu. Oh, yeah. Um, so Saya goes up to two points with that, and Momo is on six. Um, I enjoyed the match. Uh, Momo is good. Saya is good. Uh, Saya sold some of Momo's shit so well. Um, yeah. And, you know, Saya's comebacks were good. So I, I enjoyed this one. Yeah, um, I, I, I thought it was solid. I don't want to go too long on this, but I did say I would expand on it. Um, a way to tie... Mm. Momo and Kid both have losing records. Sucking dick yeah. right now. So Momo and Kid have losing records. Uh, Saki has only four points. If things continue this way, I wonder if there's going to be a purpose to this. Like, uh, I-, I feel like this would be a good way to reintroduce Natsuko Tora, is if they do really badly in the GP, and she comes back she in to show. reassert her dominance as the leader and is like gets them back to winning ways, right? Like, I feel like that's... 
would be a reason that that everybody's doing poorly. Um, um, it's a bit early to say that because obviously Kid has only had like five matches, I want to say, um, and Momo has only had a few as well. So things can turn around, but it's something to keep an eye on, I guess. That if a way to tie keep underperforming and dropping points, that maybe this is leading to that Natsuko Dora return, and she's going to be a big, you know, a big story point for kind of the, the latter half of the year. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. I think that's like a great move. Because, uh, yeah, I think I, I've noticed that I haven't been that annoyed by Oedotai mm. lately. And then I realized, oh, it's because Oedotai are failing at every turn. Yes. That's fun. Um, and I, that even kind of carries on into uh, the Jumbo Saki match that I want to talk about a little bit, where it's like they're just looking like nerds right now. You know what I mean? Like they they ain't looking hot. So I, I am very excited for Natsuko to come back, and I hope that she kind of gets, like, a layer to her character when she comes back and, like, kind of does feel like a true leader. Because I don't think she ever really got the chance to feel like a leader of her own faction as much as she was just fucking with everybody else's. Mm-hmm. And by proxy, just the person in charge. Uh, I kind of want to see her and Oedo Tai kind of, like, form something more than just... Well, I'm gonna steal this person from you because ha, I'm gonna steal this person from you because ha, and it's like that was like the only time Natsuko had had got to be a leader yeah. was either when they were suffering with like two people with her and Saki alone, or when she was just stealing people, and that was it. Like there was no Oedotai. it was just Oedotai and whoever they were feuding with just mm-hmm. grabbing people from there. So I kind of want to see like the non-war times. Uh, Natsuko Tora. I think it'll be really interesting to see that her rip with people in the shape. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, now, the next match on the show was Red Star's block action. It was Tam Nakano beating Mai Sakurai in nine minutes with the Tiger Suplex. Uh, this brought Tam up to six points, and Mai Sakurai stays on six points. Um, you said we have to have a conversation about this, so I assume you didn't like it. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it walked the tightrope. That is Tam's road very well. Um, it did have a lot of the dramatics, but it was kind of outweighed by the the intensity that they were working with and like the the stiffness of some of the shots they were throwing. Uh, my Sakurai even busted a headbutt at one point. Like I was I was here yeah. for it. So um, as much as they tried to layer on a lot of storytelling, they did kind of eat the shit out of each other as well. Um, so I was okay with it. The moves were cool. Mm. I liked the yes. moves. Um, but I never thought I would see Tam stick her epic into a nine-minute match with a... Uh, I don't even know what to call Mike Sakura anymore. I guess she's not a rookie, but... Mid-carter. With a rookie? Uh, lower mid-carder. Um, <laughs> I ain't ready, to, I ain't ready right. to give her that yet. Um, I never thought I would see that, and I saw it. And I was like, huh, it's more fun to watch this than a Tam epic that's 25 minutes long. Yes. But there's still something inherently annoying about these kinds of Tam matches. Velke just even stood up and applauded. If... Ever he's listening, this man just stood <laughs> up and applauded. <laughs> yeah. There's like... Even, like, the stiff shots were cool. I loved when Tam would, like, kick her. But then, every once in a while, Tam would just stand there. 
mm-hmm. over her and just be like, <sighs> and just breathe. And I was like, you can do moves now. You can continue to wrestle. You don't need to give your like. You could just, you could just have a match. Like sometimes, and the thing is, is that sometimes, yeah, I think like a cool, like you know, a cool shot is cool. You know, like there are some really great like photographs of like Tam and Julia in like these like melodramatic moments, and it looks cool. But you're in a match against my Sakurai. There are no professional photographers, as far as I can tell, in Hamamatsu going crazy about my Sakurai and Tam Nakano having this very passionate stare down moment. You don't have to include it. You know, like you could be like dramatic without like making everything feel so airy, if that makes sense. It's just there's just certain like things about it that are just like you don't need to do this. You could just do the cool moves and sometimes add some character into it, make it feel like your own. You don't gotta you don't gotta do all this. But the shoe headbutt was cool. Tam was laying it in. Uh my Sakura was also laying it in. So, you know, no disrespect. I didn't think it was a bad match, but like Every time I was getting into it, Tam would just do something that would completely take me out. Yeah. And I'd be like, motherfucker. <laughs> I want to like this match, but there were just certain things about it. You yeah, know? no, I got to. The, the standing around stuff is a bit annoying sometimes. Um, I thought she did it all right enough to where it always felt like she was stopping to invite Mai to, to fight back, you know, which is a dynamic I enjoy, which mm. is when one wrestler knows they're winning. And I was like, come on, just try it. Um, I didn't mind the pauses as much because they usually allowed my Sakurai to fire back. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've I've also hated the, the pausing sometimes as well, so I get you. Um, and we'll talk a bit more about that match later because it does link to the main event quite a bit. Um, next match was Red Star's block action. Himeka beats Saki Kashima in four and a half minutes with the Argentine backbreaker. Uh, Himeka goes up to ten points and Saki's on four. Um... Yeah, this this was solid match. One of the more forgettable ones of the tournament. It was a lot of Saki, bit of a way to tie heat, and then Himeka just won and broke her spine for whatever reason. The finish was so yeah. cool. The finish was so cool. Because the way to tie was just fucking with Himeka, and she's like, you know what? I'll kill your mother then. Um, so she just she has killed the mother of a way to tie. She has tried to break her back with the torture rack. Um, that rhymed. I like that. And yeah, it was just. It was, that was so cool. Like she just kept it on and just kept wrenching on it to the point where like Oedotai all stormed the ring. She dropped Saki and double clotheslined Rina and Death, and then Ruaka and her are just having the standoff. And Ruaka's like, "You know what? I don't want. I don't, I don't want. I don't want to smoke. I'm good." <laughs> but it, it it got Himeka over to the point where it's like, "Oh, she just took out every member of Oedotai that isn't." Momo and Kid, uh, while also kind of like maybe teasing a Himeka Ruaka match, which I think would be a cool little match on like a fucking off day or whatever. That would be fun. And also, again, Himeka just looks like a badass. They didn't have to say anything, didn't have to really do all that much. She just broke Saki's back and then took out Oedotai to the point where Ruaka, the most fearless child in the world, backed down from her. Like, that was cool. I thought that was cool way to put Himeka over big yeah it was it was a good one and it's always nice to see a way to tie get beat up a little bit you know that's that's kind of their job um gives the local crowd something to to get into um but yeah the match itself is nothing really to write home but uh 
Next match of Red Star's block action. Micah beat Azami in just under seven minutes with the Mishinoka driver. Uh, Micah went up to eight points with the win, and Azami is on ten. Um, this was the match where it really set in the fatigue of seeing these Azami matches, because I was kind of like, this is very yeah. similar. This feels very similar. Um, I had no notes. I, I just was like, yeah, it was, you know. Yeah. What do you think of Mike versus Azumi match? Yeah. Be? That. Exactly. Like, it was a good match because they're both having good tournaments, but it was also, it was Azami's yeah. standard thing that she's done in this tournament. So it, it, it... Micah's selling was good. Yeah. That was yeah. that was the only thing I had to note was that at one point Zumi had her in an armbar and Michael was just screaming, mm-hmm. like she was just screaming bloody murder, and I was like, that armbar hurts. I could tell, <laughs> you know what I mean. It was just one of those Definitely. things. But other than that, yeah, it was it was another match. Michinoku driver, simple. very much so. Uh, the next match was Koguma defeating J- uh, Siri in just over eight minutes uh, in Red Star's block action. Koguma goes up to eight points and Siri is on six. Uh, so Koguma got the win with a uh, a roll-up, as you would imagine. Um, Koguma did a lot of comedy, as she has been doing, but that annoyed Siri, so Siri kicked the shit out of her. <laughs> and uh, then they went into the finish, and honestly, that was all I needed. Uh, it's Koguma running away from a mad Siri and trying to bear pose her way out of it. Iconic. Um, and then Siri kicked the shit out of her, so... I love the contrast of the two high speed aces. Is that like Azumi uses her like high speed tech to like run run circles around her opponent, right? Like in the match against Saki, where she's just kind of like constantly ahead of her. Koguma, on the other hand, uses it to annoy the shit out of her opponent and then run. And I was like, yeah, that <laughs> that's perfect. Like that's like you know that's the other side of the story. Like I, I like that. And I at some point early on, I was like, it would be so cool if Koguma rolled her up and won. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but that'd be really cool because I didn't know the result when I watched this. And then it happened, and I was like, I love this so much. This is a, I really like this match. I thought this was one of probably Koguma's best matches in the tournament yeah. so far, um, which isn't hard to understand since it's against Shuri. But yeah, I thought Koguma sold everything about this match perfectly. She kind of did the, the Saki thing where it was like, oh, I don't want to fuck with her. I don't want to fuck with her. Bear pose! I got you! And then runs away. You know, like like just a bunch of like bullshit I loved the way that they blended it in with like Shrey just committing murders, right? Um, yeah, I thought it was one of, one of the probably the second best match on the show. Uh, that right. I saw at least. Well, no, because I I didn't see I didn't see the I didn't see all okay. of Boy Julia, so probably all right. Fair enough. Um, the next match on the show was Blue Stars Block Action. Saya Kamatani beat Hazuki in just under thirteen minutes. Saya goes up to 8 points with that win, and Hazuki is on 14, having suffered her first loss of this tournament. Um, That's got to be one of the best streaks in 5-star Oh Yeah, because most of them, you think about it, most of them like, didn't even go that long. Most of them are yeah. 9 matches. <laughs> yeah, so I, I would say so. Um, Dylan, this match, this match, I was giddy. Like This reminded me of Tam versus Takumi from last year. Where I was just like yelling while watching it. I got so hyper. I enjoyed so much of this. It was just pure violence. They were one uh Saya what's what's the name of those kicks that, that um Saki Hasegawa used to do? The Savat kick? The what? spinny jump you? Oh, I yeah. was I, Oh that's uh, 
yeah. I, I, I was, I was one of those away from calling this the greatest match ever. Like, all I needed was Saya to, to boot. Yeah, all I needed Saya was to boot Hazuki in the face one time, and I was calling this the best match ever. Hokuto and Kandori be damned. Um, like, I, I feel the same way, but like with that one spot where they start slapping each other and say, yeah. do it harder, do it harder. Like when they did that, if they did that for maybe like 15 more seconds or just like kept that intensity up for like 15 more seconds of just hitting each other, it would have been like best match of the year, probably. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like just like, because I, I love this match, but there were certain things that I was like, man, if you just did this slightly differently, it would have been like the greatest match I've ever seen. Yeah, somehow um, this was, cause it was, was so the match good. of the year, but was just a smidge away from being like all timer uh, for me anyway, because... I was ready. I was ready to disregard Hokuto Kandori, and you know how much I love that Hokuto and Kandori match. Yeah, you're like, I was, I was, I was moments away from putting this on that tier. Um, That's wild. Doesn't exactly go on that tier. It's the best match I've seen since the the GP final last year, though. I will say that. Like this is really this is the best match That's I've wild. watched since then. Um, I love this. Like just so so happy watching it. I was so happy. Uh, they were just. It was so violent. And so, didn't waste any motion. They didn't waste any time. They just got down to it. It was it was so great. And uh, yeah, you should have seen me like when uh, side of the schoolboy suplex thing. Just, I swear. I... Oh, I was I was I was popping for that too. I was like, yeah. oh, you, uh, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, I was, I was freaking uh, out. She just too. dropped her on her oh. neck too. I I like stood up. I had to stand up. I was like, that is this is amazing. This match was so good. Like just had me, as I said, yelling at my screen, looking like an absolute nutter as I reacted to every big spot. It was it was fantastic. It was a great match. I, I, I don't know if I put it that high, but I, I get I get where you're coming from. I knew this match would be good when we went into it, and then it was good, and I was like, thank God. Uh, yeah, that spot, I think it really hit another level when uh, Hazuki just started bullying yeah. Saya, and then Saya was like, do it again. Do it again. Come on. And, like, I was like, oh. Like, I was like, that's what we wanted out of the Kyrie match. That exact spot is what was what everybody was waiting for out of the Kyrie match. Was for Saya to get slapped, stand up, and just look her dead in the eyes. And I was like, I'm so happy that we just got that spot. Because it was such a good spot. And from there, they were just on another mm-hmm. level, right? I mean, Hazuki made my Sakurai's headbutt look like a fucking love tap, man. She went through Saya's head with the headbutt. Um, Suzuki tried to do her Trinity. She couldn't. Saya stopped the Brain Buster. And from there, it even stepped up from the level it was already on. Uh, Saya did make sure uh, that the crowd just the crowd wasn't too... The, the house wasn't high enough. She she did the, the Firebird and finished it with that instead of the Phoenix. But yeah, I, I thought this match was really, really good. Maybe not best match of the year. Maybe not that level for it's me. It's away. It's but, away. Incredibly. Um, I did like how Suzuki lost because she like delayed the 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 brain buster. Because usually she does it in one yeah. swift motion, but this time she was like, "Yeah, cheer me on, guys! Cheer me on while I do it." And then that gives there's Sai also the that dynamic to, to of like Suzuki was one of the people who trained Saya, mm-hmm. so like that added dynamic of like just pure like I am better than you. I have been better than you since you started wrestling because I taught you how to fucking wrestle. I think that adds an even no- like another level to it of just like this, like 
kind of like heelish attitude that Hazuki had in this match. I thought it like felt very vindicated, very verified, and I, I did really like it. Um, you you text me, you're like, I think that was a five star match, and I was like, God damn, he's into it. Uh, maybe not, maybe not a five star in my book, but I definitely. I love this match. That was really yeah. Cool. I specifically called it a uh, goat tier wrestling. So you know that's uh good. I, yes. I even told Xavier to watch it. That's how you know a match is good in this GP. If I'm like Xavier, I know you hate Stardom. You should watch this one. Um, yeah, that was great. And she's. Uh, uh, I'm going to be talking about that match for weeks. Like I'm just not going to shut up. Um, next match of the show. This is your Natsuko yes, versus this, Tam. This will be my Natsuko versus Tam. Which is funny because my last version of this was a Tam match anyway, Tam versus uh, Takumi. Although I yeah. ended up realizing that loads of people thought that was like the match of the year, so who knows, really? I I didn't. I thought it was like a really yeah. great match. I, I don't think I had it in. The, the I year, I was gonna but, put it yeah, at I number one, and I was like, people are gonna laugh at me, so I put it at number three, and then everybody was like, no, that was that was a great match. What are you talking about? So this this time I'm not doing that. I'm putting this number one. Uh, fight me. Uh, the next match on the show was Blue Stars Block Action. Julia beat Natsupoi in uh, just under 11 minutes with a glorious driver. Uh, Julia goes up to 8 points with the win, and Natsupoi is on 6. Uh, to say Julia beat the shit out of Natsupoi is an understatement. Uh, she was putting that girl through hell for turning on her. Very cathartic. Um, they, 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 deserved. They, yeah, <laughs> very deserved. Uh, they mirrored Tam versus Mai a lot. That was an obvious parallel that they wanted to do, and I thought that was really cool. Um, and just like Tam beat the shit out of Na- uh, Mai Sakurai, Julia was beaten on Natsupoi. Uh, Natsupoi, for as strong as she is, like this was a real reset for her, because Julia just ground her into dust. It was it was so good. Uh, there was a point where like Julia had... Um, she was just like sitting on Natsupoi and she just like grabs her and gave her a headbutt and tried to just punch her a few times and I was like, Oh, she's like she's trying to kill this woman. It was like it was it was scary. Like Julia was on her shit. It was great. Um you know, they had Natsupoi do the, you know, never gives up kind of thing. So she kind of she looked good and she got her licks in every now and then, but Julia just completely demolished her. Um I, I was I was worried going into this match that I was gonna have to take another walk on the Tam road, <laughs> uh, but then Julia was just like, "No, nah, I'm just gonna hurt you." I think that's I think that's better, yes. um, and I was very happy with that. Uh, I I didn't finish it, finish it. I think I had like a minute or two left. Like I I was pretty far into it um, when we started, but I'm very bad at multitasking, so I didn't want to fuck us yeah. up. Um, but yeah, it was quite good. I I, I really like Julia just hurting mm-hmm. people. Like I think that's great. I think that's a great little thing, especially the two people who had one of the worst matches of the year together. Um, she's she's you know she got back at she got back at them for me. Um, so yeah, good stuff. Um, after the match, tensions kind of boiled over. Uh, Natsupoi was trying to fight Julia a bit. Uh, My Sakurai got involved. Um, Julia and Tam started throwing forearms. So oh, we're gonna have to deal with all my Julia. Yes, there there is going to be an Oh My Julia versus Tam and Natsupoi match eventually. I don't know if Tam, or I don't know if... Oh no, do they win the tag league? I was just going to say, I don't know if Julia and Nats, or... My God. I don't know if Julia and Mai Sakurai win tag league, or if they're defense number two, maybe at Osaka Edeon. Um, And then somebody like Mahime can win tag league. Because I feel like you can have Mike and Omeka... 
challenge and maybe even win the belts if you don't want to keep them on Tam and Nuts Boy for too long. Because, you know, Micah was obviously pissed that uh, Nuts Boy left. So her getting that retribution yeah. kind of makes a lot of sense. So you would expect Oh My Julia to challenge like... before Tag League finishes. I would expect them to be the second challengers. That would be good. Um, I feel like my Hime should either win Tag League or win the belts from them. Uh, or both, preferably. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I, I definitely hope that it's not Oh My Julia who gets the gets the shine. This also puts back into question Tam Julia final. Which we, like, is it is it Death Taxes Tam Julia? Like, is, is that the reality we live in? Awesome. Because yeah. from what I heard about this match, I didn't get to see the aftermath. Uh, I'll watch it on mute right now. But that's what it sounded like. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I wouldn't be shocked, and it would make a lot of sense in the current climate to do Julia and Tam in the final, so I'm here for it, you know? Um, somehow this wasn't the main event, and this was such a strange decision. The main event was Mayu versus Ami Sore. Um, you beat Ami in just over eight minutes. Uh, she reversed the, the thunder Thunderbolt finish. And uh, got a roll-up, a very weird roll-up. Um, this only went eight minutes. It was a pretty good match, because obviously Mayu is good. And uh, she was challenging Ami to chop her. And obviously, Ami chops people really well. So, bad decision from Mayu. Um, yeah, like, coming down from the previous two matches to this was quite the system shock. So, as good as this was, I started it, was to... it was never going to be as good as the, the previous two. I started to realize that they're just giving everybody a chance to close the show. Yeah. Uh, there's no other reason for any main event. Like, no no main event's a main event anymore. <laughs> like, because realistically, Saya Hazuki should have been the main event, considering Hazuki's the top uh, of the leaderboard, and also Saya is a champion. Uh, so that should have been the main event, but she already, Saya already got to close the show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Mayu hasn't yet. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's a good point. Um... So that that show, um, yes. again, I don't want to stay on this for too long because we've gone long already and uh, we still have two shows to preview. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> I am not one for hyperbole. You know, I've been very hesitant to say that, like, stardom is, you know, so much better than everybody else, that stardom is you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, but there is no Joshi company out there that could put on two shows back-to-back with the quality that Stardom just did, you know? Um, I think there's very few companies in general who could, you know, put on a, a show with this quality. Maybe AEW, if they went all out for two shows in a row. Um, maybe New Japan, if they went all out for two shows in a row. But it's been a long time since any company has put on back-to-back shows that had the highs I mean, that this did. And even, like, the lows were really good, you know what I mean? Like, Think about it. The month is ending. Um, August. Yeah. One of the greatest, you know, like, I mean, I, I guess I guess technically the best show was on, you know, July 30th. So, okay. But the past 32, 33 days has been, like, the best stretch of any company, at least this year, probably in the last number of years. You know, like for for five weeks nobody they're untouchable you know what i mean uh i think that's that's pretty clear even though they had that that stinker in there uh mm-hmm. that pay-per-view we don't have to talk about that um 
I think that does need to be said is that like, I think if any company, it's probably a Narajoshi company. And by that, I mean, like if every Joshi company combined their power and put on a super show that had no star investors on it, it'd probably be better. Yes. But that's about it. Like, <laughs> you know, just like everyday matches, like this is just a weekend for them, right? Everyday matches, they, they don't, they don't have a lot of competition, not only in Joshi, because I'm not one to, to like to bash on our Joshi companies. I love most other Joshi companies. Um, I'm not particularly happy with pro wrestling, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 not even just Joshi company. I just think in general, like no other company is going to have two quote unquote house shows put this on, right? Even though it's Korkin and Samamatsu, those are bigger than house shows, but no, nobody's moving like that. You know yeah. what I mean? This, this is this GP is very reminiscent of those like G ones of the mid tens where New Japan was firing on all cylinders and was yeah. like going all out. This tournament is insane. You know, um, there's no Japan Grand Prix that was this good because you know the Japan Grand Prix was never really treated that well. Like we've watched some of them, and like some of them are really bad. And some of them you could barely find any other Some matches. of them just don't exist. Yeah, yeah, and some of them have 30-minute draws between rookies. Like, no Japan Grand Prix, except maybe, like, 93 or something, which we haven't seen in full yet, but we'll obviously get around to it. But, you know, there's there's no EJW tournament, anyway, that I've seen that ever matched the quality of this five-star, you know, like this. Enjoy stardom while it's happening right now, because there's no guarantee this golden stretch continues. Um, but what they're doing right now is just incredible, you know. It's it, and it shows like this past weekend that drive that home. I watched that car again, and it was just amazing. And I watched this Hamamatsu show, and that was one of my matches of the year. You know, like it's 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 incredible, and it's not going to stop because this weekend we have even more good stuff. Um, so let's preview that. Uh, the first show to preview is on September the third. Uh, this is in Kagawa in um, some gymnasium, so probably not going to go all out, but, you know, we'll have to <laughs> wait and see. Uh, the opening match is a four-way battle. It's Mirai versus Natsupoi versus Momokogo versus Waka Sukiyama. Um, I wonder if he takes the pin there. Big shock, big shock, who knows. Uh, the next match is Suzuki and Sai Ida versus Momotanabe and Raka. Uh, Raka's taking the fall here because they're not going to have anyone in the GP lose. I hope. They like they like. I wouldn't be surprised if Momo beats Aya uh, no, to get that back. They don't have anybody in the GP lose, so they wouldn't do that. Um, They're dumb sometimes. That's yeah. true. Uh, the next match is Blue Stars block action. Ami Sore takes on Starlight Kid. Um, I would have Kid win this one. Yeah. yeah, I haven't called her that in a while. You haven't, no. God damn, she's she's growing up. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. Oh my god. I hate everything. Um, it hurts. The next match is a Blue Stars block match. Julia versus Amina Shirakawa. Um, Julia's winning. If she hadn't already dropped two matches, I would have this as a potential upset, but she, she needs all the points she can get. It's hard. So. That's, that's, a hard, yeah, that's a hard one to lose yeah. for Julia. Uh, the next match, just on a mundane show in Kanagawa, Blue Stars block action. <laughs> Mayu Iwatani versus Saya Kamatani. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Um, uh... This might be our champion first versus draw. champion. This might be our first draw of the tournament. I could see it. I could see it. Would it. make sense. Uh, what did I have before? Um, I had Tossai over Mayu. 
but I don't know. I feel like Mayu kind of needs to get on a roll. Um, he's got like even though she's won, points, so yeah, she's won almost all of her matches. Uh, other than yeah, she's four and one. <laughs> so yeah, she doesn't need to be on a roll. Yeah, I I mean Saya could win this, but I would I would be cool with a draw. Yeah. I think a draw works. Draw here. makes sense to me because they're both four and one, so you'd you'd kind of slow them a bit. Um, and also, you don't have to give away a, a loss yeah, to either. Yeah, that's true. Um, the next match is a Red Stars block match. It's Himeka versus Mai Sakurai. Um, probably a Himeka win, because just keep things you know, close. I hate that it's a probably. Yes. I hate that a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am not a fan of that. But yeah, uh, I'm, I'm probably going Himeka. Yeah. Uh, maybe Torture Rack again, since uh, you know, my Sakurai and Saki are kind of the same person. That's true. Um, the next match is also in Red Stars block. It is Tam Nakano versus Saki Kashima. So the former Stars uh, duo there, you know, they used to be in a trios artist of stardom title. They, they challenged for the tag belts. That that was a part of Tam's trauma. Don't you remember? Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty sad. Fucking hated that thread, man. Yeah, they're in different factions. Um, so you... Tam's render looks so... Uh, it doesn't matter. Let's it move. doesn't. Um, so, Tam is three and one, whereas Saki is two and four. Do you think they have Tam drop here? Because this is prime. No, Tam, Tam, Tam needs a win. What's uh, the upset then, if not this? What do you mean? What's the upset? Well, there's, there's always going to be an upset in this on this show. There's always an upset. You haven't got one. Fuck, Shuri has lost too yes, much. Yes, Shuri's beaten Micah. I've I've projected Micah. Over Shuri, like for months. Not happening. No, <laughs> series definitely winning. Yeah, I see that. That's a shame. Um, let's hope there's no upset and uh and the real winner is the fans. Okay. All right. So Tam over Saki, and then I say ta- Tam over Saki before uh Julia over Mina. Right. Like I or I see I say Mina over Julia before I say Saki. Dude, Julia needs points. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, but so is Tam. He's three and one. She's fine. All right. Anyway, um, fine. All right. Tam wins. Uh, the main event then. Or maybe there's no upsets. Possibly. Uh, the main event then is a Red Stars block match. It's Siri versus Micah, and I think we both agree Siri kind of has to win that one. Yeah. Okay. The bear. The bear. The bear threw a twist in every threw a wrench in everybody's plans. Definitely. Um, the next show to preview then is on the fourth of September. This is in Hiroshima Prefectural Industrial Hall. In the opener, we have um, oh, it's a three-way tag: now, Waka Skyama and Mina Shirakawa versus Oh My Julia versus Kid and Rocka. So, um, Oh My Julia are winning. Um, yes. The first match then a block action again. Just this Monday in show in Hiroshima, uh, Blue Stars block action: Marai versus Momo Hanabe. Um, I guess Momo could win that one since she lost to Ami. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Even though I, I, I would find it very funny if Mariah won. Yes, that's true. But I think Momo gets this one. Um, the match after that is Blue Stars block match. Clappers versus the Wrenchers. Oh, God. God. Please, Two worst fan bases. Don't do please don't make that a thing. Um, the next match is Blue Stars block match. It is Hizuki versus Ami Sore. Uh, Ami Sore has probably beaten Hizuki there. I imagine Hizuki doesn't pick up many more points, so. I have her losing here. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, she could lose every single match from here on out, and she still is over even. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's it's hard to see her winning too many more. Yeah. So yeah, Ami Ami gets the win there. Um, the next match is Blue Stars block match. It is Saya Kamatani versus Saya Ida. Three eight three eight tag implodes. Oh. Um, I have Saya Ida probably because um, Saya Kamatani is on like eight already. You know, um, I I didn't even know this match was happening. But the other day, I was looking at uh, like old clips of them as a tag with their their possibilities are in are infinite thing. And I was like, man, I missed them. Uh, and I totally forgot this match was happening. I'm actually really excited for this. I think an Ida win here would be so dope. I think that's like, that's what I need, what my heart needs right now. Uh, I don't know if it'll happen, but that's that's what I'm rocking with. Okay. Especially since Ida's broken the seal. She's won a match. Yeah. So it's not like she's going to keep, you know, she she could win another one. And she keeps Saya, you know, grounded a little bit. So she keeps Saya Kamatani, that is, yeah. grounded a little bit. Um. So the next match then is a Blue Stars block match. It is, again, just on a random show, Mayu Itani versus Natsupoi. Um, I have Natsupoi going over. Uh, I imagine she challenges for the IWGP women's title, and she can use this as a reason. I see Mayu winning. Okay, then. Um, next match is a Red Stars block match. It is Momokogo versus Saki Kashima. Um, if Momo is going to get points, this is where she gets them. Yeah. So, uh, probably Momo I hope. I hope, I hope Momo Kogo. Yeah. Um, the next match is a Red Stars block match. It is Tam Nakano versus Micah. That's an interesting one. Um, I forget if this was really good last year or really bad I said this year. on Twitter. I was like, I have no idea what to expect, so they're just going to fuck around and have, like, a four-star match, just cause. So, um... Yeah. No idea. Um, I, I think the Mishinoku driver is like the cosmic angel killer. So probably the only person that she is not pinned with it outside of Yuko Sakurai and Rina Makura is Tam. Yeah. So maybe she. So this is the last one. She gets list. Tom this time. Um, I would love it if she got yeah. Tam. Yeah, I, I that could happen. I think that would work. I I think I think her being able to say I have pinned every single cosmic angel with. The Michinoku driver would be huge. Like I think that would be Definitely. such a cool like ripple. It would be fun, um, especially if she challenges Natsupo in in tan- like I think that that just it works. It works. Give Mike the win. All right. Uh, the main event then of the show is Red Stars block action. It is Siri versus Himeka. Um I imagine Siri sure. Himeka gets her win back from losing the world title match. Nah, uh, Shuri Shuri ain't dropping too many more. I think. I mean, maybe against Risa Sarah near the end, but she ain't dropping that anymore. Alright, so you have her over Himeka. Yes. I, I, I hate that they don't put the fucking bracket on I know, side. it's annoying. Of course. Um, yeah, I mean, I could see that going either way because they might want to give um, give Himeka her win back, but, you know, maybe not. Maybe they don't mind too much. So, I mean, Sherry's already dropped 3 of 12, so the best she could do is 18 points. Uh, she's probably going to end at, like, 16. Yeah. So she can only do like one or two more losses. Yeah. Right? So yeah, I, I don't know if this is where she loses. Alright, that's fair enough. Um, Those are the shows to preview though, and that is that is our show. We will be back. Hey, just under <laughs> two hours. Let's go. Yeah. We do All that. Right. 
Uh, we'll be back next week to review these shows as well as look forward to uh, the Yokohama Budokan pay-per-view. And um, we'll... Oh, shit. Might... There's a Cork and Hall then the next day, so we're going to have a lot to preview next week. Uh, we'll review this stuff. Uh, we'll also throw our eye towards the uh, Takamishinoko 30th anniversary show because there is stardom participation in that. Um, it's weird now because isn't Micah and Mariah tagged? Yes. It doesn't matter. Um yeah, until then, uh, thank you for listening, and it's time to close the show. Thank you very much. If you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Believe today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Joe. Joe. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's fun to go twice as hard as everyone else this time of year. That's why Dunkin' doesn't stop at just one signature holiday latte. So, they made two. Both handcrafted with rich espresso and topped with whipped cream. The holiday classic Peppermint Mocha features notes of mocha and cooling peppermint. While the toasted white chocolate is complete with creamy white chocolate flavor and cinnamon sugar dustings. They'll help you show the holidays a thing or two. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.